Oh, baby, welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast, where we are getting closer and closer day by day to football every single weekend. That's right. It's, um, I mean, I guess technically we're just a few days away um, from at least the start of college football and the NFL right on its, right on its heels. So we got, I mean, let's be honest with you, probably starting next week, the podcast becomes an all-football podcast until maybe, I don't know, the October playoffs in baseball where we probably have to mention that. But basically, this is our last week where football isn't just the only sport we're basically going to talk about because it's going to basically take over until the first week of February or second week of February whenever. I think it's usually right before Valentine's Day, the Super Bowl now. So, um, And then we'll get right back at it to March madness and um (laughs) then we'll get to the masters and we'll start all over again so um yeah so football is about to take over the world but i guess anybody who's followed the podcast knows we've had the saga of golf i don't think when you and i started the podcast earlier this year we thought as much as you and i golf and talk about golf i don't think we ever really thought it would be a big thing on the podcast well we didn't think that there'd be a a new tour and then now another potentially new whatever yeah so anyways if you were with us during the last podcast tiger woods had just one week ago flown into delaware met with what we found out now was i guess 20 of the top players or somewhere around there and um it sounds like now that we've listened a little bit more i mean to sum it up in in 30 seconds or a minute and a half basically tiger woods roy McIlroy started this conversation back at the jp mcmanus right before the open championship they basically want to have a tour within a tour where they have i don't know 15 of the biggest tournaments with the biggest prizes and then so you know maybe the memorial arnold palmer those are big tournaments and then you have the john deere secondary tournaments like the one in connecticut things like that where they have you know the best players in the world top 70 or something will get invited top 50 to these big 15 tournaments and then they got to play two of the other tournaments as well so I, I don't to be honest with you i feel like it's what we have now right like the memorial's always going to have a good field the los angeles opens always going to have a good field the bob hope chrysler classic or whatever they call it nowadays or the one in hawaii the second turn of the year has a few stars and then maybe you know a couple players in the top 10 in the world or top 20 in the world maybe a quarter of them and then the rest are just kind of everyone else on the pga tour so i don't besides making these purses significantly bigger um and bigger is better so you know i mean realistically i guess i don't see really the big difference behind it but hey if it's gonna keep the hideki matsuyamas i guess the Patrick Cantleys and those guys on the PG Tour, then I guess it, it makes sense. I don't know. Then I guess they're going to do something about... I, I saw some things inside of football arenas or something. I don't... Yeah, I, I didn't actually read into it much, but I did yeah. say that so they were going to bring it to, like, stadiums or... Yeah, I, I, I was confused by what that part. is, because to me, that's exhibition. Yeah. Um, but maybe, again, it's to get the more... You know, I, I don't know. Like, everything, obviously, is a... It sounds like, though, if I read this right, like Tiger Woods and some of the guys start talking about this last year. I think the LIB talk with Norman and Mickelson has been secretly floating around for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, my own job this past week, I kind of thought something was going to happen. <laughs> so in the back of my head, I'm trying to plan, even though I don't know what's going to happen. And I, it feels like that's where we were with this, like something everybody knew was in the works. And now it's like we got to react. So I'm not going to doubt Tiger. I'm not going to question him and Rory working together. Um, obviously, Tiger is never going to end up being in this because he's not going to play 15 tournaments a year anymore. Um, uh, I guess I just wish those that go to the LIV go to LIV. Those that go to the PGA Tour, and let's just play golf. And if you want to watch LIV, go for it. And if you want to watch PGA Tour, go for it. If you want to watch both of them, go for it. But you want to play it for both of them? No. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, again... It's great to see some of the PGA Tour players basically saying you can't have your cake and eat it, which is very true. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I thought Tiger and Rory were going to start a campaign, a different type of campaign, I think, when we did this a week ago. I, this is not what I thought was going to come out of it because I feel like we're already there. Mm-hmm. I think the PGA Tour already announced like a month ago that like, Jack's tournament, Arnie's tournament, and and some of these other tournaments are going to have like bigger purses, a different. I, I guess I don't understand what's different between. Yeah, I thought were, I thought that. it was going to be not a riot, but like I thought it was going to be like Tiger was going to you know get together and get the guys that want to be the yeah. PGA Tour guys together, the alliances together. Yeah, like I thought that was going to be kind of like a you know a battle of of words almost, not words, but like I thought they were going to be like okay, if you're with the PGA Tour, you know. Come with us, and we will battle the LIV. I did not think this was, was going to happen, so I don't really know if I have much of an opinion on it yet. I'm sure there will be more to come of it in the following I feel days bad and weeks. because in the end, I, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is the PGA Tours already said if it comes down to money, mm-hmm. then they can't win. Mm-hmm. So why are we now doing everything based a skin on Money, right? All it's mm-hmm. doing is making these fifteen purses. It's just making these players more money. I don't know. Which in the end all is what they wanted, and which is what they're going to get. But yeah, it's sad that it, it, it can come that way. So again, it's just one of those odd things. Um, I don't know. I again, I think maybe it's a good thing the PGA Tour season's ending this week because I don't know about you, but am I over golfing? Absolutely not. I could golf every day. But am I over-talking about golf? I think I am. I don't know how much more I can do of it. They have officially worn me out of LIV and PGA Tour. Um, I think the one thing that maybe disappoints me about all of this is that if Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy were kind of leading this, and there were some great quotes from Rory McIlroy people. If you love Twitter, you can see it and all that kind of stuff. But... I wish Tiger would have come out and said something. Or Rory. Or somebody would have come out and said something. And I guess... I don't know. I mean, and basically everything we're hearing is from from third-hand accounts anyways, right? Like, mm-hmm. we don't... We're speculating here, but we don't even know if that's really what was said. So, um, I mean, sons of bitches could just be making the whole thing up. Uh, we really don't know. So it would have been nice for Tiger to come out and say something. You know, we flew, flew in and flew out and it was over with. But um, I don't know. I, I, 
I, if the LIB's goal was maybe just to eventually wear us all out, it's, it's worn me out. Successfully altogether. done. Yes. I mean, golf, I thought it's been great. I watched it two weeks ago with Will finally getting a dub. I watched it this past week, and I really could care less who won. I didn't really care for either of the golfers up there, but it was a good ending. There were some few guys had a chance to win, and um, this weekend I, I I like watching it. The, the playoffs, I mean, because the names I usually know some of the names, um, but I'd rather just April come around and we just get to Augusta. Let's see what the new 13th hole looks like and play from there. But without question, um, you know. It, it is what it is. I feel bad. Will Zelatoris is out with a herni- some herniated disc. He's out of the President's Cup at the end of the month. Um, sounds like he's he, he <laughs> wins his first tournament. He thought the floodgates were going to open, and oh, nope, it didn't happen. Um, but um, I guess the only big news is on Monday, apparently there's eight PGA Tour players that are leaving for NIL. We know Cam Smith is one of them. And then I guess there's seven other guys that are not Apparently, the Matsuyamas and all kind of the big names are sticking around. So it's going to be names that you know, but maybe not, um, you know, uh, a Patrick Cantley type name or something like that. It seems like a lot of the um, Asian slash world stars are leaving now. Um, Europe kind of took all their players, and now it's kind of the others. So the President's Cup, which is coming up in the end of September... I think that's going to be a hot mess, folks. I think going to be there are no international players <laughs> left. I mean, Hideki will be there. Uh, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised Adam Scott didn't leave to go to the NIL. I, I thought that was kind of a surprise. But LIB. LIB. What did I say? NIL. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a whole other story. I think because I saw your tweet um, today about Michigan and NIL, that's what made me think of it. Um, but again, um, don't. Uh, I don't know. So. I mean, the conversation, uh, next week it'll be who left. But I guess right now, golf season's going to end. And we'll just see who's left, I guess, come January. Um, I think there's some great young talent out there. I love the gala. Will Zillatoris, obviously, some great. The U.S. Amateur was this weekend. Saw some good young players out there, even though they're the slowest players in America. I mean, the guy that won. American golfers, I mean, if you think about it, younger. I mean, like, I feel like it's more of the European side the, for the President's Cup that's really being, you know, affecting yeah. them. I don't feel like it's a fa- I mean, we lost Dustin Johnson and Brooks Koepka, but those we guys. They did a lot of play anyway. Yeah, I mean, they were past. I mean, no, I think they were both past their prime. So, I mean, it's not like we really lost somebody that was, like, in the middle of their prime. Cam Smith, obviously, is a huge hit to the President's Cup team. Um, and I don't know who else. I can't think of anything else that they lost. I mean, like Patrick Reed, no. Um, I mean, they still got, not Spieth's the best player in the world, but they still got, like, somebody like Spieth, Thomas. Um, you still Bauer. have Cantley. You yeah. have Morikawa. You have Justin Thomas. You have Xander. Xander you have yeah. Scotty. Yeah. I mean, they still basically got a um, – they still basically have their A team, I would yeah. say. So, like I said, it's good Tiger and Rory are coming up with something. If it, if it keeps that U.S. talent in, I guess – in the end, everybody wants money, but, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I think of how much money I make and how if I was playing golf for a living and I had to play 17 weeks out of the year, play the courses they do, travel the places they do. I'm not going to lie. I like when we go and spend the week in a condo or in a hotel, just 
it feels different. I mean, maybe I wouldn't like doing it four weeks, four months out of the year, but they're usually staying in beautiful houses. Well, what are you going to do the other eight months of the year? Yeah, that's what I mean. I just, you know, I mean, that's what I mean. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I just feel like they, for what they do, they're getting paid very well. Um, unfortunately, I guess it's just more about money, 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 money. I mean, look at these football players and what they go through. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Think about but once again, we talked about it. It's a difference between, and it showed in golf, the difference between legacy and money. I mean, obviously, a lot of these guys want more money in their prospective sports. But a lot of golf is a prima donna sport. Well, I think it's because it's just individual. Yeah, that's true. I think that may be be the difference. Um, Or when you have these teams, they just it isn't possible to do that. I think it's just different with that. I think a lot of these, a lot of athletes in their sports, um, care a lot about a legacy more than maybe just. Remember a Money. year ago when we were having the conversation as we were getting ready to go to Whistling Straits, not you and I, the golf world for the Ryder Cup, and the biggest story was could Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka sit in a team room and help lead yeah. USA? And now they're both... Both don't talk about that for the next ride. <laughs> I mean, they're not the even... President's Cup, they don't talk about that. They're gone. Um, so it's just amazing to think, like, we get caught up in the moment and... I mean, we say, we do say this a lot. Like, you never know what's going to happen. And yeah, I mean, this has never really happened before where it's taking over. I mean, it's not taking over, but it's definitely um, putting a dark cloud over the PGA Tour right now, and it's going to continue that way because, obviously, the season's ending. So oh, yeah. there's not really much the PGA Tour can really do um, to resurrect itself since there's no season after this coming weekend, really, until January when right. they start playing in, like, Hawaii and stuff. It's just it's it's just kind of sad because it's if you're a golf if you're a non-true big golf fan you're still going to watch the four majors right mm-hmm. I mean that's not going to change yeah I mean that pretty much attracts um, anyone that has any interest in golf but and some of the bigger tournaments but if yeah. you're kind of if you're I mean I know you're a golf fan you don't watch every week I get that but I'm just saying like it just seems um. It just, I don't think it's helped the game of golf to kind of go back and forth with this kind of crap. And um, at least that's my personal opinion. But at least it's going the game, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. According to according to the guys out there, the game is growing. So um, Because of LIV. Yeah. It lives another day. Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, yeah. So anyways, it's, it is what it is, folks. Um, so we'll see what happens. So we will, I guess, next week we'll talk just briefly about who left. Um, obviously, Cam Smith leaving is going to be huge, but golf will, this too shall pass and will gain a new star. Um, unfortunately, Cam Smith's true legacy, he'll never get to kind of be, like you said, a legacy golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, he'll be a one-year golfer and his legacy will be Kind of nothing. I mean, I guess, though, if he gets to play in the majors, he can win every major mm-hmm. from here on out and be the greatest. And that's really how you so, get your legacy, but... Yeah, so who knows? So good riddance to them. Good luck, and we'll see what happens. So college football starts in just a few days now, and there's no better place to start a college football season than in Europe. They don't even call football football in Europe, folks. But that's where... The Big Ten kicks off the season with Northwestern and Nebraska. We already previewed the Big Ten. 
Nebraska, Scott Frost is under a, you know, they say the proverbial hot seat. He's in the hot seat. And Northwestern, well... I mean, Pat Fitzgerald will never be in the hot seat at Northwestern. He'll leave when he wants to leave. Yeah, or when they go to the NFL, they the Bears yeah. entice him at some point. But there we go. Northwestern Nebraska is going to kick off the season. I was texting you today. Nebraska, I think what I tell you, an 11-point favor or something. I think it's 13. Half, something or 13. That's even greater. And you told me you think Northwestern, at least first game of the year, can hang around. Um, yeah, 13 point. I mean, from ESPN, I don't know. Yeah, that's but, I mean, what it is. It's pretty big. But um, I'm obviously subject to change. It probably will it'll probably go down to 12 and a half or 12 before Saturday so that's morning. That's not the biggest game of all time. What do you think? What's your predictions? You got well, I mean, it's set? the first real game on college football of the year, so it's definitely a big game. It's a big game for the Big Ten. I mean, not that either team's probably going to win, um, and they're not going to win the Big Ten, but it's still a big game for. The big names of Scott Frost. They probably would have a chance to win the West. I mean, mm-hmm. things get crazy over there. So what's um, your take on it? Well, Nebraska has, they announced their starting quarterback is Casey Thompson, who was a transfer from Texas. Oh. So last year he threw for 2,100 yards, nine, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, so I don't know if he's better than Adrian Martinez. Um, I think he's somewhat of an athlete, but... Um, what he did at Texas last year, obviously, if you're a Nebraska fan, <clears throat> when you lose somebody like Adrian Martinez, um, at least this maybe comforts you as a Nebraska fan, knowing that he's obviously a capable quarterback um, and now will be in his fourth year of college football, so maybe um, continually to be getting smarter and making better decisions, not throwing the ball and making mistakes um, as often. But um, I think he'll obviously be... I don't know if I'll say he'll be better than Adrian Martinez, but I think he's probably maybe a better passer than Adrian Martinez is. Right. Adrian was more of an athlete probably than a passer. Um, but I think Nebraska is the better football team. But do I think Northwestern has a chance to keep it within the 13 points? Absolutely. I think they will keep it within the 13 points. I think they have a very good chance of probably keeping this within a one-score game. And obviously we know how Nebraska does in one-score games. Leaves definitely struggle. Oh, boy. My pocketbook's going to be... I might not be spending as much money on golf right now, but I got a hunch driving up Souter Avenue. I'm going to be doing that a lot over the next few months, folks. Ohio sports gambling don't start until January 1st. Um, but anyways, um, so I just got to drive up to Stevens' house a few minutes away and put a little bit of money. I think I'll put some money on Northwestern. I wouldn't be surprised if they do the cover. Um, I got to believe Nebraska's going to find a way to win. You know, Nebraska, I saw, I think they said 8,000, 9,000 people are traveling with Nebraska, and I think 1,200 with Northwestern. Nebraska fans travel. They're craving for something. I got to believe Scott Frost is going to do something. I'll take Nebraska in that game, but I agree with you. I think it should be a great game to, to start the season. I mean, think about it last year. Nebraska started the season with Illinois last year and lost. So, I mean, there's a good chance that um, – Nebraska could come out slow, I guess. Um, and I think it's probably pretty tough. I don't I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game just because you're also traveling and all that. And first game of the year, I think defense is usually probably ahead of offense. Um, and neither team I don't think is – I mean, definitely Northwestern is not a offensive juggernaut. Um, Nebraska probably is a little bit more offensively talented. But um, it looks like probably Ryan Helsinki will be the quarterback for Northwestern. Uh, didn't really have – too much last year. Um, I don't think 
Northwestern in general had too much going for him last year. So um, transferred from South Carolina. So um, I think I think Nebraska definitely has the upper hand on paper, and I think they will get the upper hand on Saturday. Um, I'll say they win. Um, I'll say they win. 28-17. Yeah. Yeah. I think Northwestern keeps it within the spread. Yeah, I agree. I as long agree. as it doesn't change more like than a field goal. 28-21, Yeah, I don't think either team's getting yeah, more no. than 28 points. I agree. I, I, I wouldn't argue with that. The Big Ten then has the second game as well on Saturday. Wyoming goes to Illinois. You mentioned Illinois. <laughs> I think you and I must have been golfing that day or something. I remember us looking at the score that day. But Wyoming and Illinois play at Illinois. Um, you know, another Big Ten team, you got to believe Illinois is going to win. Um, and they probably cover. So I think Illinois wins pretty comfortably. But again, it's fun to watch two Big Ten teams just to see if maybe there's a little something there that you don't know about. But yeah, I'll take, I'll take Illinois. I don't even know what to say about Illinois. I don't really know much about them. Um, there again, what they say every year, they're a young team. You know, I am. I, you never know. I mean, you think one of these times something's going to happen and they're going to come out, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It could be interesting. We'll see. I, I mean, I don't think besides unless you're a diehard Illinois fan, you know much about them. But, um, you know, the Big Ten can't lose. To, Illinois can't lose, can they? I mean, I don't know what to say about that one. They're the favorite. Illinois is by 11 points, but, um yeah, it's Illinois. I don't really know if they have anything at quarterback, really, to be honest with you. No. So, a game that could surprise a few I people. I guess I'll go with Illinois. At um, 10.30 on Saturday night. But I, I know I'm going, to take, I'm going to take Wyoming with the point. Not like, I'm going to take Illinois with the points, is what I should say. But I, I don't think that they're going to um, win by more than the spread. So I'll take the points with Illinois, but I don't think they're going to like beat the spread. So I got, I don't know if anybody actually follows me on Twitter, but the other day I was at Super Fitness and I was tweeting because I was kind of getting angry about this whole Big Ten deal and everybody playing CBS and making fun of Purdue versus Illinois on Mm -hmm. CBS at 3.30. And I started going on a little bit of a tangent because let's talk about Vanderbilt. And I think I made some comments about, you know, the – the Big Ten has big teams. And you can make the argument the SEC, that the Big Ten has more big teams at top to bottom. They're way more competitive than the SEC. <laughs> exactly. The SEC is competitive because of two teams other than well, ISU in my, one year. Yeah, if you read my tweet, it started with Urban Meyer at Florida. Seasbury and Urban Meyer at Florida. Yeah, years carried ago. Carrying the mantle for a while. And then it went to LSU a little bit. And then it went to Alabama. And it's been Alabama yeah. and maybe Georgia the last year now because they won the national championship. But I get so sick of hearing this. And and I think to myself how people are making fun of, you know, Penn State versus, uh, believe me, the Big Ten's going to have no trouble putting on a noon game, a 3.30 game, and an evening game. I don't mm-hmm. even know if they're going to have evening games like late in the year. But I'm just saying, let me tell you something. I mean, we talk about October 30th or whatever day that is this year. I mean, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. I think CBS would be really happy with either of those two games. Well, I actually, now that I think about it, I was on, I don't know if I was like yesterday or a couple of days ago on Twitter, I looked and I said something about a statistic that like of the most viewed games in college football yeah, I, since the um, BC, or I can't remember what, it was college football playoff and 
It was like since, I think they were all since 2000, but Ohio State was like four of the top seven. Um, I think they were four national championships, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and then it said, I looked at this other thing that said the top viewership of all college football. And I think Mich- or Ohio State was number one. Michigan was number two. I don't remember who was number three, but I think another Big Ten team was number four. So I think three of the top four viewers viewership of games in 2021 were Big Ten teams. So I don't think it's an issue with getting fans to tune into the game. And let's remember They may not win the national championship every year, but I think top to bottom they're the toughest conference to go undefeated in. Let's remember, let's just pick a date in October. Let's say it's, I don't know, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, UCLA, Ohio State, USC. I think all three of those games would do pretty well yeah. on TV. And now Oregon's in the talk yeah. of becoming I mean, a Big Ten school. So, so all this talk, and again, Saturday night, Vanderbilt plays Hawaii, yeah. which Hawaii plays Michigan, I think, um, in two weeks. Yeah. Um, week so two, it'll be yeah. interesting to see. They always got that, um, you know, June, uh, was it June Jones and uh, Quick Little, you know, they're, they're kind of the run-and-shoot offense. But, again, I, I laugh at this because teams like Vanderbilt – um, teams in the big in in the SEC that again, unless it's Alabama, they've they've carried the mantle for everybody and mm-hmm. people making fun that the Big Ten ain't gonna be. I mean, it's like come on, people, get serious. So, I'm gonna make a prediction. I think Hawaii upsets Vanderbilt on Saturday night. So you keep that one. And there's a very good chance of that happening. You so. keep that one in the back of your back of your hat because I think it's possible that the I don't even know what. They're called now. They used to be called the Rainbows, the Golden Warriors, or something. I think they're the Warriors. The Warriors now. Whatever Hawaii is, I think Hawaii upsets Vanderbilt in Hawaii. Let's face it; those Vanderbilt kids, they flew to Hawaii. They're on the beach. Maybe met a few people along the way, and then they got to go and play a football game Saturday night, where it's ten thirty at night in Hawaii and four o'clock in the morning. Vanderbilt. So, uh, I'm going to pick my first upset of the year. Hawaii beats Vanderbilt. There's not many games to choose from, folks. So, this is it. Yeah, I mean, if you just go through it, I mean, look at the east of the SEC. Other than Georgia, Florida hasn't been good in a few years, and I don't think they're going to be good for at least probably another year or two. Um, Kentucky, I don't even want to have to say much about Kentucky. I don't really think they're too great. Um, they have the same thing every year, um, a solid defense and a terrible, pathetic offense. Um, Missouri's not good. Tennessee's not good. Vanderbilt's not good. Um, and uh, South Carolina hasn't been good in a few years, really, um, probably in like six or seven, maybe even eight years almost now. They've been a respectable football team. And then in the West, I mean, you got Alabama, so that's all you need to say about that. Arkansas hasn't been good. The last year was the first year that they were a competitive football team in a long time. Um, and I think they'll probably be pretty solid this year. Auburn's taking a step back, um, obviously with uh, I can't think of the co- the coach's name now, but um, yeah. not really a guy that I like the hire with at Auburn from Boise State. <laughs> yeah, Boise. Um, LSU. I don't know what to say about them. I mean, Joe Burrow is the reason they won a national championship. Other than that, they haven't really been too relevant in a good ten years. Um, Mississippi State. Uh, Mike Leach. I don't know if I really think that's going to work out. Ole Miss with, I uh, can't think of his name right now, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Um, 
I mean, I think they're going to be like respectable, but do I think that they're going to have a chance to win the SEC? <clears throat> the SEC anytime soon? Absolutely not. And then Jimbo Fisher, I think, is in that Texas A&M squad is extremely overrated. Um, like I said last time on the podcast, they purchased the um, number one recruiting class in the country. Um, buying that doesn't mean that they're going to be good. Um, they've talked about Jimbo Fisher, Fisher being good at Texas A&M since he started there, and he doesn't really have anything to show for it. I guess he beat Alabama last year, but it um, doesn't matter when you have three or four losses anyway. So um, winning yeah. that one game doesn't uh, make you a, a champion. So Tim Brando went on Twitter yesterday and was interviewed and had a big long Texas A&M being overrated thing. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So we'll see if A&M gets back. Um, you know, just, again, high recruiting class doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be um, a powerhouse, but it'll be interesting. It sounds like they're still a three-man quarterback battle, and I think the guy that was the quarterback last year is like third on the depth chart right now, so we'll see. And, um, you know, so, well, this is just – I mean, this is not even an appetizer to what's to come, but I mean, next week on the podcast, we got huge previews. We're going to start previewing these games. We're going to make a ton of picks. I mean, next week, Thursday, we got West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Long Island, Toledo, Penn State, Purdue. Um, that Friday after that, the second, we got Western Michigan and Michigan State. Oh, boy. And then, of course, on the September 3rd, we got Colorado, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Um, a ton of games just nonstop. Oregon, Georgia, Utah, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Arkansas is going to be a sneaky good game. Is Cincinnati's dream going to finally come to a halt? Um, so there's definitely some great games coming up. There's I'll take be- Arkansas in that game. I don't need to know much about Cincinnati. They lost, uh, lost a lot. Um, yeah, losing Ritter. I, I think. Um, and whoever else they lost, I'd have to do more research on who else they lost. Arkansas uh, is going to beat someone this year. Yeah, I mean, last, gonna, year, last year they had a lot of good games. They just they, when they went and played Georgia. hung in there against Alabama. Yeah. I mean, Georgia whitewashed them. I mean, I think yeah, they, they kind of jumped on them. Yeah, I think they kind of just jumped on them. And but I can't remember if you came over that day, but by the time you got here, I think that game. Yeah, like I think they had like, like Georgia scored right away, and then maybe. Arkansas like turned it over and then they got a blocked punt return for a touchdown and I mean it was like twenty one nothing within like the first seven minutes of the game so it fell apart quick yeah <laughs> when you go down that quickly it's hard to come back against a you know a once in a generation defense so so without question we will be ready to make some picks see where we're going and hopefully the Big Ten starts the year off two and zero this weekend and now the NFL we're gonna focus on the NFC today as we preview some things. Um, again, not much going on right now besides, of course, Deshaun Watson settled with the NFL. He's going to be out, I believe, 11 games now. Um, Comes back against Houston. Yeah, I mean, again, the irony of that, Baker Mayfield starts off against Week one the against Russell, the Browns. Russell Wilson starts off against the Seahawks. Kind of weird how the odds makers have that. Um, people are still fired up about Deshaun Watson. Again, we're not here to talk what happened. We're just... It is what it is um, in terms of his his suspension, and people are going to argue it nonstop. I I don't know where it goes. Um, so, bottom line is the NFL. It's been hot. Um, going to have to see a lot of stuff. Um, what, what's going to happen? But we're going to start in the NFC today as we preview some of the some of what's going on. Let's start. Aaron Rodgers. We said last week was critical of his team and his young receivers. This morning I heard him on the radio say they're getting better. 
So let's start in the NFC uh, with, of course, the Packers, the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings. What's your take, Stephen? Where who do you like in that division? So in that division, I don't know. I think it's it's tough because if you if you look at it, it's kind of like the Cowboys division has been in the last some years. Um, it's not like the the brightest division um, you've ever seen. <laughs> Um, I mean, you got the Packers, and I don't know what to say about the Packers, but I don't know if Chicago is going to be that great. Um, a lot of criticism of the Bears and the fact that they didn't go out and get Justin Fields some players, and um, it just seems like that organization is a mess. They got the worst field in the NFL. I guess they had a big concert, <laughs> ruined the field. People, well, I think it's about actual grass too. It is, yeah. yeah. So people, so not many, sad. not many teams have. Natural grass. Like I think in 2025, they bought new land. The owners they're going to leave Soldier Field and build. I don't know what they say an hour from Chicago or something. The Chicago mayor is going crazy. And obviously Minnesota. I mean, I think, I think it's. You've got. I would say the Packers are probably going to. You would think would be the leader in that division, and then you got three teams that. I'm not sure there's much of a difference between any of them. Fantasy. I hear Justin Jefferson. Right? Isn't that his name? Wide receiver for the Vikings. Oh yeah, oh he's great. They say, Ooh, there's somebody to take. Well yeah, he's a he's a great receiver. Um, but you know I don't know. I feel like it's like it's uh, like I said the Packers. You got Moneyball reference, fifty feet of crap, and then you got the Lions by uh, Vikings and Bears like just right next to each other. So um, I don't think the Lions are the worst team in that division. No, I don't. I don't think that either. I just think that they're all like. If I want to put it one way, I think the Packers, and then there's a little bit of room, and then there's like those teams that are really, I feel like the Lions, Vikings, and Packers, or uh, Lions, Lions, Vikings, and Bears are really pretty close, and I don't know who to say the worst is, but I don't think the Lions are the worst team in the division. I mean, if, if you. Swift can <clears throat> stay healthy, and remember a couple Thanksgivings, you and I watched some games and took a shot every time they mentioned the. Lions not having 100 yards, you know, this and that. I think if he could stay well, healthy. the rushing game, I think, is fine now. Yeah, I, I, I think, well, if he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, if he's like, not healthy, he's it doesn't matter. But with that. Um, I think that they definitely have some good players. They have some good young players. They have the ability to be good. Um, but are they going to win the division? I would say no. But are they going to be a tough team to beat every week, week in and out, or every week? I mean, yeah, I think they are going to be. I mean, they're a tough team who has bought into – Dan Campbell and, and biting kneecaps off and treading water as long as it takes to bury you and three fingers and one butt cheek or whatever Dan Campbell said, um, you know, whatever it is, I'm just going to beat your ass. I mean, that was his his, uh, his motto with everything. So um, those players have bought in, and I think that's really all that matters. Um, you don't have to have the most talented players in the world um, to win games. I mean, Bill Belichick obviously had Tom Brady, but he's shown that um, <clears throat> even last year a team that – probably wasn't the most talented team in the NFL, still won what – they still made the playoffs, I believe, right, and won like nine or ten games last year. I mean, it just shows you once you buy in and, and you believe that you can win these games based off what your plan is, it just shows you that you can win games. And I think the Lions will be able to do that this year. I think they'll be over 500. I think maybe 9-8 and eight is a respectable season, a, a, a predictable uh, uh, record for the year. So um, – I don't think they're the worst team, but <clears throat> I don't think they're the best team. So in their well, division, I'll go Packers. I mean, you can't I can't pick anybody else. I mean, it just it's got to be the Packers. If I'm, I gotta go Packers. I think Lions finish second. I think Vikings finish third. Bears finish in last in that division. 
Oh. That's a sad thing. I mean, I think Fields is a really good player. I think he has the ability to be really good. Um, I just don't know if the Bears... They haven't really done much as an organization for a very long time. No. I feel like, I mean, That's... at the end of the Brian Erlacher, you know, time with the Bears, I mean, basically since then they haven't really been very good um, at all. They've gone through so many quarterbacks and uh, just a lot kickers. of losses. <laughs> and the other kickers. But, I mean, it's just been just the constant same blah with the Bears for quite some time. Um, I mean, I think it's it was like something about like 16 quarterbacks have been with the Bears. <clears throat> 16 starting quarterbacks have been with the Bears since Aaron Rodgers took over the, with the Packers. So, I mean, that kind of all sounds like the, the Browns for a long period of time. Right. Um, well, all right. So I guess we got we were going the same route that route. Let's go to the NFC East and get them out of the way. We got the Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Commanders. Let's face it. I think four mediocre teams. I mean, none of them are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I think it's Dallas's um, division to lose. Yeah, everybody's on the Eagles' kick, though. I think that's the team. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I would go with Dallas Eagles, and then I don't really know what one's better—the Commanders or the Giants—but both probably not great. Um, but I think it's it's. It'd be nice to see Saquon have a good year again. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see him play well. I just think he's been in a bad organization. It's not totally his fault, and obviously getting hurt doesn't help. Um, but obviously, I mean, if you if you look at somebody like that, I mean, he's a true, I mean, just freak athlete um, and has the ability to probably be an amazing player at a different organization. I just don't know if he'll really ever be the player he was thought of, was thought of um, with the Giants. Now, if someone's got to win that division, we're not going to spend a ton of time because Oh, yeah, get going on the, you know, who all the time. I'll go Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. Uh, someone's got to win that division. I guess I'm going to I'm gonna buy into the Philadelphia hype right now, and I'm going to buy into the fact that the Cowboys really didn't add as many players. They're, they got some injuries. They're going to get guys back towards the end of the year. So maybe the Cowboys, if they can, you know, just kind of hold on, maybe they'll have a chance at the end. They always play a tough schedule. Um Mike McCarthy's probably going to end up being fired halfway through the season. That's that's the best prediction. I think that's the most easy prediction in the NFL that he doesn't make it the whole year <laughs> in Dallas. Even though I think they said Jerry Jones never fires a coach mid-year or whatever that is. Well, so, it's time for a first. Oh, that's true. So I'm going to go Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. That's my pick in that division. Okay, so with my pick, um, winning that East, I'm going to go with the command. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> so I'll go with the Cowboys winning that division. Um, I think Philly has a chance to win it. I just don't know if I really can buy into it quite yet. Um, I do like Jalen Hurts, but I just don't know if that offense is quite good enough to beat the Cowboys. Um, I mean, the Cowboys are good enough to beat themselves. Um, they're pretty good at doing that in the last however many years. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll go with the Cowboys. I think they're a good enough team to beat the um, Eagles even to get over their own issues with their own franchise um, and then I'll go with the Commanders and then the Giants I, I don't know if I I just Daniel Jones has not shown much I mean they kept talking about him how in his preseason games so far he's looked pretty good but <clears throat> I just don't know if I buy into the Giants at all um, they've been pretty pretty bad obviously having Saquon hurt doesn't help as well with your team um, doesn't help Daniel Jones as well. I mean, we don't have as much of a rushing game. You can just sit back and wait for him to make a mistake, and that's what <clears throat> they've probably been able to do against the Giants. So, NFC South. Okay, let's do this. 
one step by one step before I announce every team, okay? The Falcons. <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. There's a better chance you and I... Well, I was going to say something. I, I won't say that. Uh, there's a better chance you and I make a hole in one before the year ends than the Falcons even sniffing 500. Well, we can go with the first one because I think I crossed off that 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 list. I was say there's a better chance you and I ending up pregnant before oh. the Falcons end up five. Okay, that that's not what I thought yeah, you were gonna say. That's not happening, that's, right? Well, it's not happening because I'm a man and you're a man. So. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It ain't that was happening. A stupid but... thing. I thought you were gonna say get laid, but I was like, oh. well, okay. Anyway, some people, seven. On this, some people on this podcast cross off that that shit every oh my God. <clears throat> a lot. The Panthers. Um, no, we're not even going to waste our time with the Panthers. So we got the Saints and the Buccaneers. So it comes down to, is 40, what is Tom Brady going to be, 45 years old? Yeah, he is 45. Oldest guy to ever take a snap in the NFL versus Jameis Winston, who, remember a few years ago with the Buccaneers, he threw for He threw for 30 touchdowns knows. and 30 interceptions, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I mean. The only player to ever do that. I mean, it was crazy. Threw for like 5,000 yards. He's got some good wide receivers. He's got, obviously, uh, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. Uh, the Saints usually have a good defense. I don't think they're going to miss a beat without Sean Payton. The Buccaneers, I don't know if the Buccaneers are necessarily better. They're they just the Buccaneers. Brady. Yeah. So, I think this has the chance to be the biggest upset if the Buccaneers, they 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 usually the Saints usually play the Bucks tough. It seems like, mm-hmm. so I'll go. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the upset. I'm gonna think the Saints are gonna shock the world and win that division. The Bucks, I I think they'll have a good enough record to get the wild card, but I'm gonna take the Saints over the Buccaneers in that division. So um, for me, if you've watched anything on ESPN the last few days, they talk about the Buccaneers and being worried about them um with i think they said only two offensive linemen returning from last year um i think they said ryan jensen the starting center is going to be missing for a lot of the season um and then i think somebody else on their offensive line got hurt recently so and then tom brady being out for a week or whatever he he was out for um doing whatever he was doing um some rumors swirling around but um i guess he was on vacation uh, yeah that's i read a rumor that it was not vacation, but doesn't really matter. He wasn't there. He wasn't practicing. So um, I'm going to really go against it and not pick the Buccaneers to win it. Um, I'm going to even go crazier just because you picked the Saints, and I don't want to keep picking the same teams as you. Um, So I'm going to go with the Panthers to win the division. I want to go with the Panthers to win the division. Don't do it. Put your money on them right now. I bet you'd win a lot of money if they won. Don't do it. No. I already did. No. Okay, see, folks. We're just... It's okay if we pick the same things. No, I'm, I'm willing to go against what you think, and I'm going to pick the upset. I bet Matt Rule's fired three-fourths of the way through the season. Well, so we'll... Um, Speechless. The, the Cowboys head coach too, and they're they're going to win the division, um, as well. So. God. All right. So the toughest division in football, the 49ers, I guess Cardinals, one of the toughest. Rams, the Seahawks. We're not going to waste our time with the Seahawks. So here we go. 49ers, Cardinals, Rams. 
Uh, Trey Lance apparently is lighting it up. Kyler Murray's always going to light it up. Matthew Stafford is in pain 24 hours a day. So, who gets it done? I'm, I think you went over, you exaggerated the 24 hours a day of pain. But um, Every time he throws football, they said. Uh, I mean, he throws the throw football. He's obviously able to do that. So, I don't think he's in that bad shape. But I'm in pain a lot. Okay. Um, that's why you always have a leave on you, so you always take it. So, um, so I mean, I know they talked a lot about Trey Lance. I'm not going to quite buy into that quite yet. I don't really know who to pick in this division because obviously Seattle's not going to be winning, um, in my opinion. Arizona, I just don't like them either just because last year they were what? I think they started off the season like 7-1 or 8-1 or whatever <clears throat> and then got absolutely destroyed in the first round of the playoffs, um, kind of limped in their way into the playoffs and then got beat up. So I don't know if I really like them as well. Um, I would say the Rams, but obviously with the whole Stafford issue, um, you know, right now he might be in some discomfort and pain, but what discomfort and pain is he going to be in once he gets hit by a, you know, a big D lineman and lands on his arm or hits him in the arm or, he, you know, he's following through with a throw and hits a helmet and his arm stopped immediately. I mean, I just don't know what's going to happen there, but um, I'll go with the Rams um, and I'll just hope that Stafford um, stays healthy, I guess. Healthy enough. You know, thinking back to what you said a minute ago, about picking the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I guess the one thing we have learned in the NFL is that it does seem like once a once a year in one of the divisions, someone comes out of nowhere. The Bengals going to the Super Bowl, let alone winning their division, was unthinkable mm-hmm. a year ago. And really time, only right? being one play away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so you know, it's not far-fetched. So, I mean, we're... Someone's not. I mean, one of these favorites is not going. It's not going to win it. Well, let me put it this way: If the Rams don't win, I think the 49ers will win because they've shown that they're an extremely hard team to beat when it comes to later in the season. <clears throat> when you had um, Jimmy Garoppolo, who obviously no one believed in him, um, and now they say whatever about Trey Lance, but obviously I think he's going to be a good player. I just don't know if I wanted to quite buy into it yet. But um, I mean, look how tough it was for any team to beat them last year. I mean, the teams that they did end up beating, they beat Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay. Like Aaron Rodgers said, I'd love to, after losing to him the other year, he said he would be a different story if they put him in Green Bay. Well, they beat him in Green Bay. They barely lost to the Rams um, late in that game. So um, they show that they're a really tough team. They beat the Cowboys. <clears throat> they beat the Cowboys up pretty good in Dallas last year. So, um, you know, I just don't know what to say. I, I feel like I play down the 49ers just because I don't like the way that they it's just an ugly game, but, I mean, if it wins your games, it wins your games. And, obviously, they've showed to be an extremely tough team to beat um, year in and year out. Um, but do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No, I definitely don't think that. But um, Trey Lance definitely has the ability to be a really good quarterback in an organization that just wins games. So, Yeah, I mean, I think Stafford, whether he's injured or whatever is the situation with him, he's got weapons around him. Um, Got a great running back, great running combo back there, good wide receivers, the best wide receiver in the NFL. So, I mean, I, again, I just, there's just no way you can go against the Rams. I mean, it just, they're the champions. Someone's going to have to unseat them. And, I mean, you're right. I think if anybody has the chance, it's the 49ers. I, I just, I don't believe in Arizona. I 
I don't know what's going on in Arizona. Yeah. Just one of those odd things. I mean, I, I, they, I think they, they number one, they're going to fire their coach too. Uh, I'm going to tell you what, I think there's going to be a lot of fires firing yeah. in the NFL. What's so, that coach's name? Uh, came from Texas Tech. Remember? Yeah, I can't um, think of his name though. Only coach to have losing seasons and yeah, the Cling, the, the, Cliff the Kingsbury stumble or, up, stumble right, up. I guess Kingsbury. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is like they made the joke about him stump or falling upwards like i mean like stumbling upon to the nfl when he didn't ever do anything when he had patrick mahomes at texas tech so um you know i just he obviously has worked a little bit better in the nfl but obviously i just i just don't believe in them i really don't think that they're going to be um they could start the season out eight and zero, and i'm still not going to predict them to win the super bowl so one of the reasons it is hard i think to pick saint or the rams not only because whatever they're saying about, you know, Matthew Stafford. But I think it is hard to repeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to believe. I mean, let's be honest. I, I compare it to, like, like let's say you on the golf trip right, this year. I mean, you played really good for a lot of rounds. We played a lot of golf, mm-hmm. you know. And then by the time you get to our 10th round or 11th round, if you just got done playing nine pretty good rounds, mm-hmm. at some point you kind of – just lose it. Yeah, I mean, you lose interest. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to. You don't go there thinking, you know what, I don't really want to golf good today, but a couple bad breaks, a bad shot, and you're kind of like, huh. Frustrated. Yeah, ready to. I would rather have had more fun just sitting out at the pool. So I I, I think at some point, I think, and I've never been in a championship setting. I've never played competitive team sports, really. Um I gotta believe that it, it is a it is a, a hassle when you get to a point and you. I, I just think it's that's one thing we overlook because let's be honest, not a lot of teams repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just one of those things that just it's just hard, but because you got the bullet, or, you know, you got the target on your chest. But I think the bottom line is it's just that that's probably one thing we're overlooked and. But on the flip side, you say to yourself, can Trey Lance, who came out of, what, North Dakota State, is that mm-hmm. where he came from? I mean, in his first year in the NFL, lead them out of that division? You just say to yourself, gosh, there's got to be a learning curve. There's no way he's going to go out there and dominate the NFL. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't believe it. Um, at least Joe Burrow got to play in the SEC, got to play in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. He saw, to me, top-near talent. I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, as I said, I mean, even his – um, his final year of college, I think they only played one game because yeah, of COVID. COVID so year, right? he really is only, like they said, he's only thrown like six actual passes in a regular season game in the last two and years. And I'm going to be honest with you, I years. was at Super Fitness on Sunday watching, I was on the treadmill, and they had on the Philadelphia Eagles, the Cleveland Browns preseason game. And let me just tell you something. I get Trey Lance is lighting it up in the preseason, but that's pretty poor football. I mean... When we had the Turkey Bowl last year at Thanksgiving, that was higher, higher, higher um, talented football play than what we saw in Cleveland on Sunday afternoon. Let me tell you, I mean these players are not even close to what Trey Lance is really going to see when he gets uh, when he gets in the big game. So, you know, I find it interesting um, to see how it all comes together. I think that division. Uh, besides Seattle, which I think Pete Carroll, I don't know even know why he's still coaching. I'm surprised they still have him coaching, to be honest with you. Um, besides Seattle, I think any of those three teams can win. Um, and I think they all, the crazy thing is I think they all got some major flaws. Mm-hmm. They got some major issues. I mean, 
I don't know. Were the Rams really the best team last year? I don't know. But they won. Um, so, again, I just think that uh, it's hard to talk about the NFC, too, because I think the AFC is so far superior. Mm-hmm. I think I could name eight AFC teams that I would favor in a Super Bowl championship than over the best team in the NFC. I don't know who I would consider the best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so hard because I feel like it's so so disjointed, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I was looking at my texts. We're getting texts about fantasy. We got fantasy football drafts coming up. I got the number one pick in two of my three drafts. I got to worry about who to pick right now. I don't know. I have a hard time in you fantasy because get the third number one draft pick too. Well, I have, and I won't. See, Stephen won't listen to me. He wants to go online and do this magical pick thing again. It's a random order. Okay. And I've won the last two years, which means I'm not going to win this year. You're going to use the same website and they're going to screw me because. What do you mean you've won? You, I've been the number. I only one did it pick. one time. The well, year before, I didn't do it. I wasn't the commissioner the year before. Who was it, the commissioner? My brother. Well, somehow I was the number one pick too. So I'm not getting it three years in a row. Well, it's I, random. That's how it works. Oh no, it's it's set up. It's, it's the same up. thing as if you draw a hat or, or draw a name out of your hat. It's no, the same it's not. thing. No, it's, it's not. random. Or we should go by. We should come up with other rules. I got Don't listen to this. This is just we're gonna, idiotic. When we get off the eye, I'm not going to listen to you. I already have it. I'm the commissioner. I, I do it how I want to do it. How we can do it. Okay, cool. Take it up with your other commissioners in the other leagues. Oh, no, I already won that one. I, got, I think I know a way to... We'll take it up with the commissioners in the other leagues. Cause I'm not going to listen to you. I, I don't care I what you're saying. number one pick, but we'll talk about it later. All right. So anyways, next week we will recap week zero. We will recap... Well, we'll preview the AFC... And recap all other breaking news in the world of sports. Like we said, every week, it's real-life drama. 